Hello and welcome to the second episode of Season 2 of Beer and Biceps. Again, just me, Matt Smith. Uh, today I will be talking about uh, vegan diets and asking the question, is a vegan diet healthier than a regular diet? Uh, I think I should probably preface saying this, that I am a little biased as I am a omnivore or carnivore or whatever. Um, so I guess there's a bit of a cognitive bias in that you'll want the diet you're following to be the correct one. Um, I don't think the diet I'm following is necessarily the correct one, but I like to think that at least I'm in the on the right path. And I think a lot of vegans also feel that, and I think that's where a lot of uh, tension between the two comes from. Um, I think also what needs to be addressed is what makes a good diet. And I think one of the main things is what are the, what's the vitamin and mineral content of the diet? Um, how easy is it to follow and is it sustainable? There's no point doing the perfect diet if you could only do it for a week before you'd go crazy. And I think a lot of diets like uh, the ketogenic diet, which is effective, but is also very difficult to follow, um, they run into that issue. They're not sustainable. Um, and if you can't follow a diet for the rest of your life, then it's not a good diet, really. I mean, it's a good short-term solution. I'm not arguing that, but it's not a good long-term solution. Uh, right, so the vegan diet, uh, let's first off start with the benefits, because there are a lot. Um, following a vegan diet means you're going to be eating more fruit and vegetables, uh, which is always a good thing. Um, you'll also be having less saturated fat. Now, saturated fat isn't necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's not a bad thing at all. Um, too much saturated fat uh, is, but don't get it into your head that saturated fat has no benefit, because it certainly does. Um, a lot of our hormones are regulated um, by with saturated fat. Um, you, cholesterol comes from saturated fat. Cholesterol um, helps with uh, the sex hormones. So if you want more testosterone, a diet that's higher in saturated fat will, will help you. But the problem is most diets are way too high in saturated fat, which can lead to cardiovascular disease. Which So a vegan diet is healthier from that point of view. Um, vegan diets also tend to have less high calorie foods in them. So um, they can have foods that are high in calorie, but they're um, uh, nutritionally dense. Whereas um, a diet where you can eat anything, you're obviously going to be exposed to a lot more uh, calorie dense foods, which is foods where, you know, like peanut butter, if you eat a, a tablespoon of peanut butter, there's up to like 200 calories in one tablespoon. So that's very dense in calories. Um, vegan diets tend to be quite low in that so um, that's why a lot of vegans tend to be um, uh, tend not to be overweight however um, now that there's more vegan dieters uh, there's been a whole increase in um, unhealthy vegan food which you know is a good thing really um, but that do that means that uh, thin vegans may be a thing of the past <laughs> um, of course it's not just health benefits you've got um, ecological benefits and um, uh, moral benefits like there's a sort of idea that if you like meat you should be prepared to hunt it um, vegans don't tend to have to worry about that sort of hypocrisy not that I think that not killing killing animals makes you a hypocrite um, but those are the main benefits of a vegan diet um, also um, in the downsides I've put is it sustainable but I'm going to put it in the uh, the benefits as well because out of many diets uh, going vegan is quite sustainable um, 
not necessarily because the diet itself is easy. Um, if anything, it's quite hard to follow. But um, because most people do it for ethical reasons or ecological reasons or um, because of religion, it's quite easy to follow. And I'm going to go into um, uh, the cultural aspects of dieting in a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, there are lots of benefits to um, following a vegan diet. And if you follow it, good for you. More meat for me. <laughs> um, right, so let's go into the downsides. Um, and I think a big problem with the vegan diet is that when people talk about it as healthy, it's often compared to an unhealthy omnivore diet, a diet where you eat, you know, you can eat anything. Um, so a vegan diet is better than a diet that is filled with junk food. Yes, that's true. Um, but if you were to compare it to the ideal omnivore diet, there's no way that a vegan diet can win. And that's just fact. Um, because uh, vegan diets are very low in L-carnitine, they're, they're low in creatine, and they can be low in B vitamins. Often veg uh, vegetarians and vegans have to supplement with these to top, uh, top their diet up. Um, once they've done that, of course, it's as good as an omnivore diet, but that's not, that's not the vegan diet. If you follow a vegan diet, you will be deficient in certain minerals um, and B vitamins. So that is a downside that often gets overlooked um, because many people on regular diets tend to also be low in these things because many people in the Western world in particular have very poor diet. In fact, in the world in general have poor diets. Um, but yeah, that's that's the downside of a vegan diet. Um, it's fixable, but it's a downside. Uh, the other one is a lack of variety. Um, when we look at very good diets, and we will do that in a bit, um, the option for a large variety of foods from different food groups, different areas, and all that sort of stuff um, helps you to get your get more vitamins, get more minerals, get more fibre, and it also helps um, keep you interested in your food, and um, that that's healthier. Um, a vegan diet, because you're naturally cutting out so many foods, has less variety, and a lack of variety is one of the down biggest downsides of most diets, in my opinion. Um, I've written down that there's a risk of disordered eating as a downside of being vegan, which... It's sort of true, it's sort of a little unfair. Um, I think there is definitely correlation between uh, people who have had eating disorders such as anorexia and people who are attracted to a sort of vegan diet. And it's not just vegan diets, it's literally any diet where you're cutting out large amounts of food. Um, this is a completely anecdotal um, downside on my part, and I want to make that very clear. I do not, I have not read the literature on that. Um, on the other hand, there is a huge risk of disordered eating in terms of eating too much on regular diets. So it does sort of balance out and it's only fair to mention both. But um, if you get stressed out by food, if you get worried about it, if you focus too much on it, these are all signs of disordered eating and vegans have to do that to a certain extent. And that can cause a disorder, uh, an eating disorder. They're very similar. Um, another downside of the vegan diet is it is difficult to follow, so it's not particularly sustainable for many people, which is why Veganuary is popular, because it only lasts a month. Many people who uh, may go on to it um, 
may go on to do it forever, but there is a large dropout rate and that is an issue. Um, vegan diets are, unless it's part of your food culture, they can be very difficult to follow. And any vegan who has had to go to a friend's barbecue or a family uh, Christmas dinner, they should be aware that it is very difficult for them to follow and it's very difficult for the families and the friends to um, put up with them as an unfair way of doing it, but to um, integrate two different, completely different diets um, because there's not the knowledge there. And that is a downside. Um, it's the same thing that will happen with a ketogenic diet or a no-carb diet, although to a lesser extent with the no-carb diet. That, I mean, most people understand that, whereas not many people understand vegan diets. I mean, I've done a barbecue where we accidentally served vegetarian food to a vegan. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we didn't let him eat it because he checked. But, yeah, it can happen. And it, that is a definite downside of a vegan diet. It's not, it doesn't make it healthier or unhealthier. It just makes it a pain in the ass. Uh, right, so what I would say at the moment is vegan diet can be very healthy um, can also be unhealthy, and the same can be said of any diet. Um, a diet filled with meat can be obviously be unhealthy because a lot of saturated fat, a lot of um, uh, um, cancer-causing... Uh, I don't know what they're called. I've forgotten. But anyway, there's us, there are stuff in an omnivore diet that can be very unhealthy, but there's also diets that, are, that involve meat which are very healthy, and you've got that option... If you can eat anything, you can have the most healthy diet. Um, statistically, um, the Mediterranean diet and uh, Japanese diet are both up there with the best diets in the world. Um, there have been some variations between uh, of the Mediterranean diet. Um, I think it was called the South Beach diet and stuff like that, which have um, tried to improve on it, but it will never improve on it because these diets are not, it's not a diet. For, it's not like seen as a diet for the people following it. It's just their lifestyle, um, and uh, that's. I think that's that's really important. Um, with the Mediterranean lifestyle is very healthy. The way they eat food, um, it's very easy for people to follow it as well because it's just literally everything they've done. When they go to their family, they are fed to the Mediterranean diet. When they go to see their friends, they are fed to the Mediterranean diet. When they come home from a hard day at work, they are cooking the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, sure, there will be people who um, are eating junk food and all that sort of stuff, but that that diet is easy for them to follow because it's their diet. And it's the same with um, a Japanese diet. Um, uh, Japan's got some of the oldest living people and, you know, one of the healthiest diets. Um, I think they've had a big problem when Western-style food hit them in the way that most countries have, um, for that exact reason, that it's um, it's much more convenient to just buy food. And that is the one thing that can destroy any diet, is if something easier comes along. Um, but if you look at... Uh, if, if vegan diets were the best in the world, then India would have the longest lifespan people. Um, but they don't and people will say well that's because india has high poverty and it's because there is you know a lack of um education about food and the pollution's all bad and i completely agree that's my point um it's not about the diet necessarily it's about the lifestyle diet is an important part of lifestyle but if you can't you know lead a good uh, lifestyle for whatever reason poverty or um, not knowing how to or not having the chance or whatever high stress life then your diet doesn't matter as much um, 
but yeah, so that's that's what I think about the vegan diet. Um, I think it will get easier over time. It already is, and I think that once you're talking third or fourth generation vegan families, you know, it will be so much easier for vegans to follow it if they're they're born into that diet and their family eat that diet and their friends are eating that diet. Theoretically, I could see, you know, vegan diet being as easy to follow as the Mediterranean. And then we can really look at which is more healthy. But at the moment, Mediterranean diet, hands down, wins every award for, for the best diet. It's got excellent protein, a lot of um, variety. It's easy to follow for people in Mediterranean countries. And it ties in with a good lifestyle. Um, a vegan diet can be very healthy, but it cannot be healthier than a regular diet, which is done perfectly. Don't compare a vegan diet to an imperfect regular diet and point out why that makes the vegan diet better. It doesn't. It, I mean, the, the diet is better than a bad version of another, another diet, but it is not better than the perfect version. So how can it be better? Um, any diet where you're restricting foods is going to be harder to be, to be perfect than a diet where you can eat anything and then you make correct decisions afterwards. There are lots of benefits to eating meat in you know an educated way and uh you know whilst wearing a monocle or something um and um yeah that that's important um right so what do i think about going vegan um i think that many people should i think many people cannot follow a regular diet because they can't control their meat intake i don't know if that's necessarily me but yeah lots of people can't um and every single person who does it, it's a good move. Like, I know people try and say that the vegan diet isn't ecologically as good as, you know, as, as it's made out to be. But it's still a lot better than um, the regular diet. Like, you know, cattle farming is one of the biggest destroyers of, you know, um, nature that there is. So, yeah, that's all fine. Um, I think that, yeah, if you do it, I will support you. Um I'll be annoyed about having to cook for you, but you know, that's, that's my issue, not yours. Um, but my thing is in the future, um, laboratory grown meat is the answer to everyone's problem. Um, I feel like everyone's going to have an issue with it. Like, and I think that a lot of big companies are going to make it really difficult in the same way that they, um, attacked genetically modified food and people would not eat it, even though it was perfectly safe and ecologically a smart decision and healthier for them. It's going to be the same with lab-grown meat. Once it's good enough to eat, it, you cut out the ecological issue. Um, you can make it as healthy as you want, pretty much, and there's no moral issues with um, eating it. So that is one way. What One of the downsides of the vegan diet is, and with eating organic and all that sort of stuff, is there are too many people on this planet to cook that, uh, to produce that amount of food needed. Like... Organic food takes up a ton more space than inorganic food because the whole point of inorganic food is that it can be made en masse. Like, you might say that the organic food is healthier, and in some cases it is, but from a feeding seven to going up to whatever billion people will be here in 20 years, you can't have such a small field, you know, or such poor, uh, poor growth capacity. You need to be able to... Um, get enough food for everyone and lab grown meat genetically modified crops all that sort of stuff is the future and i think it's going to be an absolute nightmare trying to get people to go to that but there you go you've also got um 
uh, I mean, people never want to say Herbalife is a good thing, but you've got stuff like Huel, which is a meal replacement um, powder, which is it's completely vegan, by the way, but it's got all the amino acids and you know for protein that you need. It's got all the right carbohydrate, the right fat, and it is does not take up much space to make a serving, and it's quite cheap. So that sort of stuff, um, you know, meal replacement powders and stuff like that, again, is another way to feed. 20, 30, 40 billion people on this earth in 50, 50 years' time. Um, and then, of course, there's Soylent Green, you know, people. <laughs> um, right, so this is Beer and Biceps. I've not talked about my beer at all. Uh, today I'm drinking uh, an IPA from Buxton Brewery, who are a brewery right in the middle of the Peak District, well, in Buxton. Uh, I really, really like their stuff. Um, I wrote an article about them. Uh, called the Yellow Belly Saga, which is on my website, which is quite interesting. They made one of the top-rated uh, stouts of all time and uh, then had to take it down for a copyright infringement, which, now that I'm saying that out loud, does sound boring as hell, but I, I wrote it interestingly, so <laughs> check that out. Uh, the IPA itself is very good. Um, very bitter. Um, reminds me of a more American sort of IPA. Um, I don't know which hops they used because I am terrible at researching stuff. Um, but yeah, um, definitely check them out if you can. Um, they're, uh, I think they've been around since about 2004 or something like that. I'm trying to remember from the article I wrote. Um, but yeah, so good beer. I do like an IPA. I always find them a bit, like particularly this type of style, which is very, very bitter. Um, sometimes it's a bit hard to drink more than one of. Um, the alcohol percentage is six bloody hell six point six percent. So for me, that's a bit too high. Probably why I've been talking so much bollocks during this podcast. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, some question and answer section. Um, again, I haven't actually got round to asking anyone for to give me some questions, so I'm just going to make it up. Um, so um, Joan from Arcadia asks. What is the best warm-up for deadlifts? Um, that's a great question, Joan. Uh, inspired, even. Um, I think that people spend too long warming up in gyms, to be honest. Um, especially if you're not, like, a professional powerlifter. Like, five minutes should be about all you need, really. And don't spend your entire time uh, on a treadmill. It's not a pointless warm-up. Like, you, you, want, you do want to get a bit warm, so yeah, if you want to do that, that's fine. But yeah, you see people with um, uh, resistance bands and you know doing a fifteen to twenty minute warm up for their deadlifts, and you just go, do you know what? Stop wasting your own time. It's not going to make that much difference. I think personally, the best uh, best warm up for a deadlift would be doing some hamstring curls on a leg a leg curl machine, doing some goblet squats, so where you're getting nice and nice and low in these squats and holding that position if you've got your elbows tucked in you can use them to push your your knees outwards which will give you a good hip stretch uh do a few of them and then just warm up with the bar like if you're say you're going to be doing three sets of six on 100 kilograms we'll warm up on 60 kilograms you know then do another uh, you know four four reps on that 60 increase it to 80 another four reps you know, you're doing a warm-up which is identical to the exercise you're performing. What better way to work out than that? Yeah, I like to do a bit of hamstring activation beforehand because I think it just makes the exercise easier. Um, 
to do once you've got your hamstrings nice and warmed up. But even then, like if you're st- you're strapped for time, don't waste waste it on uh, don't waste it on resistance bands. I, f- I think they're just they're overrated in what they do. Like, there are some uses to them, don't you? especially if you've got really bad mobility issues. But um, when Joan asked me that, she didn't mention any mobility issues, so I'm ignoring it. <laughs> right. Uh, next question is from. Can't think of a made-up name. John? That's a bit similar to Joan. All right, John. Um, are squat shoes worth buying? That, again, is a great question. Um, I'm just really smug when I say that. Um, but I own a pair of squat shoes, so I feel like I'm in a good place to answer this. Uh, for most people, I wouldn't recommend buying them until you can at least squat more than your body weight um i think they're a distraction for a lot of people like don't get me wrong if you're wearing running shoes with a huge heel and you're getting all un- you know a load of instability then yes you should consider getting better shoes but um if you're squatting if you weigh 80 kilograms and you're squatting 50 or 60 kilograms it's not going to make any difference just do your squats and you know work your way up to it um also, it does depend what type of squat you perform. Um, there are, well, there's there's loads of squat variations, but the two I always talk about is a high bar squat and a low bar squat. So a high bar squat is where you've got the bar resting on top of your shoulders, basically. Um, and when, what happens there is when you squat down, you're quite upright. Um, and a lot of the uh, the work is done by your quadriceps and your glutes and um that for that type of squat uh squat shoes are ideal they really make it a lot easier and it's the same with um front squats where you've got the bar in front of you and your elbows up um i think they're excellent for both of those um other people uh power lifters tend to use a low bar squat position um, i also use a low bar squat position just because i find it more comfortable um i'm not a power lifter <laughs> um I'm just a guy who drinks beer and talks into a microphone. Uh, But the low bar squat is where you you have the bar further down your back, resting more on your traps, you know, the big muscle in your upper back. So you've got the bar resting there, it's lower down, and because of that, you tend to lean further forward um, to keep it, uh, your centre, your balance better. So with a low bar squat, you are leaning forward, um, and more work is done with your lower back, but it, uh, in a good way, don't get me wrong, but um, more emphasis is placed on that and the glutes rather than on the quadriceps. Uh, I do not recommend wearing squat shoes when you're doing a low bar squat. Um, it might not be the same for everyone, but what I notice is that because a squat shoe is basically a very flat sole, but it's a raised heel, yeah, so that makes sense. There's um, there's no ridges. It's very the the surface of the shoe is flat, but the heel is raised. So it's a little bit like wearing uh, a heeled shoe for women, um, but with a flat base. Um, and so that what that make it means it's really good for your high bar squats because it makes you more upright and it gives you much more balance. But for low bar, it t- it tilts you further forward, and I really don't like that myself. And I wouldn't recommend using it. Um, I'm sure there are probably loads of powerlifters who do use it and it suits them but that's just my own experience of it i don't like it i don't like it for um i don't mind it for deadlifts um but again i think for many people they would probably be better with a pair of converse which are very flat uh flat bottom to the shoe but there's no heel so it keeps you right down to the ground um 
I don't recommend squatting barefoot. I know a lot of people deadlift barefoot. Um, with squatting, I just don't like the idea of it. I just it just looks like you're gonna slip up or something like that. Again, not much science in that answer, but there you go. Um, and that's all the questions I could think of. So uh, yes, if you are going to follow a vegan diet, crack on. I salute you. If you are going to follow a vegan diet and then go around spouting off that it's healthier than a regular diet, you you do you, but you are wrong. Um, no diet where you restrict food is going to be help unless that food is ridiculously unhealthy um, and meat is not unhealthy. It is perfectly healthy when eaten in the correct amount of moderation. Um, most people eat too much meat. Most people have bad diets. That doesn't mean that meat is bad. Okay, um, that's all I can think of to talk about. I'm going to go finish this beer. Have a great week and goodbye.